Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how rival sports fans experience the same game completely differently, why you wake up hungry after overeating, and why it's a good idea to give a gift with some assembly required. We handpicked these holiday-themed stories from the last few years to celebrate Thanksgiving, which is today in the U.S., and we remastered them just for you. And of course, stick around for a brand new recap segment at the end of today's episode to hear our fresh takes on all of today's stories. But right now, let's satisfy some curiosity. If you're a fan of any sports franchise, then you've probably encountered fans of rival teams. And sometimes it feels like you and that other team's fans are watching two completely different games. Well, it turns out there's a psychological reason behind this, and a new study shows how deep it really goes. This is relevant research whether you're rooting against a relative's favorite NFL team or you're a diehard cricket fan. Shout out to our listeners in lots of other countries. Yeah, just because it's Thanksgiving in the States doesn't mean that nobody else is watching the sports. There are other sports being played, too. I can't think of a single other sport (laughs) anywhere. Well, before we get into the psychology of why rival team fans see games differently... Here's an example of just how differently fans can see a game. When England played Colombia in the 2018 World Cup, the European team was victorious, but a lot of people on both sides were not happy about it. More than 250,000 fans of Colombia signed a petition saying the referees had an obvious bias and tendency to award penalty kicks to England, which is what cost them the game. Meanwhile, England fans were in an uproar because they said Colombia was playing a dirty game. So what happened? In a new study, psychologist Timothy Andrews rounded up fans of two professional football clubs in the English Premier League, Manchester United and Chelsea. That's football in the non-American sense, also known as soccer here in the States. For this study, fans of both teams watched the same highlight reel of the teams playing each other while their brains were scanned in an MRI machine. The MRI showed that the parts of their brains associated with visual perception matched up with each other pretty closely. But as you might have guessed, they felt very differently about it. The frontal and subcortical regions of their brains were about as different as they could be. Those are associated with reward, identity, and movement control. The greatest difference was in the nucleus accumbens, which is central to the brain's reward system. Fans of rival teams had a virtually opposite response in their nucleus accumbens, but fans of the same team matched up about as well as the visual areas matched up. It's an important lesson in how group dynamics and in-group bias form in the brain, even as we all see the same events play out in the real world. So try not to get too upset if a relative gets overly excited on game day. After all, the holidays are a time for giving thanks and not throwing tantrums. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You ate a ton of food last night, yet you woke up hungrier than normal. What's the deal with that? Well, it turns out that there's science to it and a way to avoid it when your next big holiday meal comes around. So after you eat any meal, your blood sugar, or blood glucose, rises. In response, your pancreas douses your bloodstream with insulin, which travels around to your cells and tells them to let that glucose in. The cells either convert that glucose to energy or store it to, hopefully, use it later. When you consume a whole lot of sugar and starch, like in the form of mashed potatoes, stuffing, rolls, and pie your glucose levels spike, leading to an emergency response from your pancreas. It floods your bloodstream with insulin, forcing all that sugar into your cells and dropping your glucose levels in what's infamously known as a sugar crash. Here's the thing. All of this is more pronounced at night. 
Research suggests that your blood glucose is naturally higher after an evening meal than a morning meal. And that level also fluctuates a lot while you sleep, which means your insulin levels fluctuate a lot too. So if you flood your system with sugar before bed, you're likely to have one mother of a sugar crash by morning. Combine that low blood glucose with dehydration from too much salt and alcohol, and it's no wonder you wake up ready to go for round two. There are more holidays around the corner, so here are a few tips for next time. First, try to go heavier on the protein and lighter on the carbs at dinner. Protein has a less pronounced effect on blood glucose, and it tends to make you feel fuller faster. Second, try going for a 15-minute walk 15 minutes after dinner. Studies suggest that light to moderate exercise after a meal can help balance blood sugar levels. Then you can go to sleep feeling good and wake up feeling normal. Good luck! Shopping for gifts can be hard. Sometimes it seems like the better you know someone, the harder it is to decide what to get them. Well, if you're stuck, take some advice from psychology. People value an item more if they put it together themselves. What's the last thing you put together? Probably something from Ikea. Something from Ikea, you say? Interesting. There could be something to that. In 2012, a variety of researchers teamed up to study what they call the Ikea effect. That's the idea that people value something more when they put it together themselves. For the study, they asked college students how much they would pay for a black Ikea storage box. Half of the students actually had to put it together, while the other half just got a fully assembled box and were asked to inspect it. Those who built the box were willing to spend more than those who got the box already assembled, as in 63% more. But it gets better. In another experiment, they gave volunteers high-quality origami paper and instructions on how to fold either a crane or a frog. Again, some participants put them together themselves, while the rest simply put a price on the finished product. When the researchers showed the origami pieces to the passive group of participants who didn't put together their own origami, they mixed in some masterful pieces created by experienced origami artists. And yet, still, the volunteers who had put together their own origami were willing to pay more, nearly five times more. IKEA isn't the only business taking advantage of the IKEA effect either. How about farms that let you pick your own pumpkin at Halloween or cut down your own tree at Christmas? And why do you think DIY frozen yogurt shops are so popular, let alone Build-A-Bear? Just keep in mind that when people did not finish assembling their pieces, that extra value they placed on the item vanished. So your idea could backfire if your gift is too hard to put together. A custom PC might be a bit risky, but an entry-level model plane? Good luck assembling your shopping list. And for the record, I would always take a custom PC. <laughs> hey, we're back in 2021. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. Starting with the fact that rival sports fans experience the same game completely differently. Researchers had fans of Manchester United and Chelsea watch a game while their brains were scanned in an MRI machine. Their visual perception all matched up pretty closely, but the activity in the frontal and subcortical regions was virtually opposite between the fans of the rival teams. Those regions are associated with reward, identity, and movement control. And this is an important lesson in how group dynamics and in-group bias forms in the brain. Yeah, I'm guessing this is not limited to sports. No, I'm sure it is not. Not these days. You can see the same headline, same news story, have completely different reactions to it, for sure. Yeah. But today, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving in the U.S., we can all share this same delicious food. That's right. No matter who you are, no matter what your background, we can all agree that... Food is delicious. 
just food. Food generally. Food generally. Yeah. We also learned that it's normal to wake up hungrier than usual the night after overeating. That's because when you eat a ton of food, your blood sugar spikes higher than usual, which means your pancreas pumps out more insulin to process it. That's assuming your pancreas is not like mine and yours actually does things. For everybody else, all that sugar goes into your cells and drops your glucose levels and you get a sugar crash. And that sugar crash is way more pronounced overnight. So to avoid this, go heavy on the protein and lighter on the carbs during dinner. And consider a 15-minute walk about 15 minutes after dinner. That light to moderate exercise can help level out your blood sugar levels. Bon appetit. I mean, a walk after Thanksgiving dinner is kind of a tradition for my family, actually. It's like you you, you have family time and then you kind of, you know, you need some air. You walk around the neighborhood. You say hi to other people. I always see other families walking, too. It's a thing. It's, it's not weird. So, yeah, maybe encourage your family to come with you on a, a nice little family walk. Yeah, way to go. And we learned that according to research, people value an item more if they put it together themselves. This is known as the Ikea effect, for obvious reasons. And it also explains why you might like your jack-o'-lantern more if you picked your own pumpkin at the pumpkin patch, or why you might be more attached to a Christmas tree if you cut it down yourself. And do I even need to mention Lego projects? I rest my case. You know, I was thinking about this in the context of making a meal, because I just learned that Julia Child the famous chef, the American who famously wrote one of the best-selling French cookbooks of all time and had a had a TV show and was like the, the Food Network star before Food Network existed. When she had people over at her house, she had everyone get in on preparing the meal. She had guests chop carrots and, you know, wash vegetables and do things to help the meal come together. And I could imagine how that would make the guests enjoy the meal more because they saw what went into the meal. They helped do it. There's more value in it for them. And I feel like that's a really good lesson for right now when, you know, you're cooking a ton of stuff for Thanksgiving. Why not put some guests to work? I used to fight with my sister over who would get to put the cheese packet in the macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Yeah, totally get it. That's great advice. Yeah. Today's raiders were Ruben Westmus and Ashley Hammer, who's also our managing editor. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Happy Thanksgiving once again. Go team, whatever that means. For me, it probably means League of Legends, but let's just, just, it's fine. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.